welcome back to the Believe Fantasy Football Show. I'm Michael Fabiano, your friendly neighborhood fantasy analyst. Of course, my pal Toss is behind the virtual glass. What's going on, brother? Good weekend for our beloved Dallas Cowboys. Good, good weekend for us. Biggest loss of Bill Belichick's career as a head Check coach. That on. Check that on the list. We'll take that. And and yeah. just in general, some some big booms this week in fantasy. I know it was a kind of a lackluster Monday night game, but Sunday was full of uh, some fruitful performances from, from many guys. Speaking of Monday night, I, I, few things make me happier when the, uh, than when the Giants are awful. <laughs> and the Giants are awful. And Brian Dayball's the next Eric Mangini, and that's my stance. Um, and that may be because I just don't like the Giants being a Cowboys fan from the tri-state area. But we've got some we've got some issues, and we're going to talk about that today. We'll get through your waiver wire ads as well, uh, some stock up, stock down players. But we've got issues at quarterback, Toss. Now remember, you got four teams on a bye this week, so keep that in mind. Uh, you won't have the Buccaneers, although I don't think we're playing Baker Mayfield, but uh, the Buccaneers uh, have a bye this week. Uh, keep that in mind. And some other teams that are on a bye this week uh, are, as I look up the list right now, I think it's the, the Browns, it's, yep. the Bolts, which would also be the Chargers, and the Seahawks. So the Seahawks go into the bye week feeling pretty good about themselves after beating up on the Giants on Monday night. So Let's talk about two quarterbacks in particular, including one that played last night, Daniel Jones. Daniel, scored, Daniel Jones scored 8.8 points. He has now scored fewer than nine points of three of four games. He was drafted to be a low QB1. He's been awful. Outside of one game against Arizona, where the Giants were getting killed, he's been terrible. Terrible. And they paid him all that money. They probably regret it at this point. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But you're four weeks in, and Daniel Jones is one of the worst quarterbacks in fantasy football based on where you drafted him. He's got the Dolphins coming up this week. Toss, four teams on a bye. What are we thinking? Uh, it could be a high-scoring game against Miami, but, I mean, Seattle's defense wasn't all that great either, and look what he did or didn't do. Yeah, I am uh, I think you got a zag at this point. I think if it were a different scenario, like, look – it, it would have felt pretty desperate last week if you were playing Justin Fields against the Broncos, but it worked out, right? Because the matchup was really, really good. Yeah. I know the Dolphins just got diced by the Bills, but the Dolphins mm -hmm. are a good team and, and they can kind of course correct on the defensive side um, and they can do what needs to be done because if they get up in this game early because they can score so quickly and then Dana Jones has to rely on his arm the rest of the game. Okay. Maybe you're looking at a game script that, that turns into a performance similar to the Arizona Cardinals game. Mm -hmm. But really, I think what he needs to be a successful fantasy QB is he needs that mixed rushing and passing attack throughout the game to get you 50 to 60 yards on the ground. Okay. Nice baseline there. And then you have to have a couple of passing touchdowns or he runs one in like that's where Daniel Jones is going to get 15, to 20 points. And I just don't think him, airing the ball out 40 plus times is how he gets to 20, 20 plus points in fantasy. He, he also needs Saquon because he's lousy without Saquon and the offensive yeah. line is trash. Terrible. So, I, I don't think Daniel Jones is going to turn it around. Honestly. Uh, I don't think that's much of a surprise because Daniel Jones hadn't really done anything before last year. He wasn't really a good quarterback from a fantasy perspective. He had some moments, but ultimately is not a guy you're starting every week. 
Last year he was a top 10 quarterback and everyone crowned him and Brian Dayball's the, you know, the next genius. And guess what? Things can change quickly. The, the bigger problem is in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is awful. Now I know he's got the calf injury and that's the, the that's the excuse. Well, Cincinnati, why don't you let him rest for a few weeks? Because you're losing with him. You're probably going to lose without him. At yeah. least get him some rest and then to stretch run, maybe you can pull off a few wins in a row and get into playoff contention. I don't know. This guy's been dreadful. He's been dreadful. He's averaging single-digit points per game. He's averaging like 180 passing yards per game. He's terrible. It's awful. And he's killing Jamar Chase. Although, I mean, Jamar had a good game last week, but, like, it was okay. Like, we need 18-plus from Jamar minimum every week. We're not getting it. T. Higgins is hurt now. I mean, yeah. hell, I started Burrow last week because the Titans are so bad against the pass. He did nothing. And now you got the Cardinals this week. I'm not playing Joe Burrow if I can help it. And it sucks because in leagues where I drafted Joe Burrow, I didn't really draft a backup quarterback. I thought I was going to be okay. And I'm not, I will say this, the guy on the other side of that game, Joshua Dobbs, go look at his numbers. Joshua Dobbs is a journeyman that the Cardinals traded for late in the season. He's been a better fantasy quarterback than Dak Prescott, than Daniel Jones, than Deshaun Watson, than Joe Burrow, than Trevor Lawrence. And I'll keep going, but you guys get the point. And we're in the bye weeks right now. Like I said, Joshua Dobbs, he can run with the ball at least. Yeah. He's not terrible as a passer. I am. I'm, listen, I'm not, he's not Neil Lomax for those of you who uh, know Cardinals history, but I mean, like he's, he's, He's kind he's of putting together a lot of guys out there right now that you have as options. And he's on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. So he's, he's, he's basically putting up the, the numbers that you thought Daniel Jones was going to put up. Right. Yeah, right. Right. So Burrow right now, I haven't done my rankings for the week. That'll come out later in the week over at sports illustrated. He's not going to be in my top 10. He's probably not going to be in my top 15. I don't care who he's playing because I learned a hard lesson last week that even though he was playing the Titans, who give it up to quarterbacks like Santa Claus gives out gifts on Christmas Eve. He did nothing. Nothing. That's going to be a problem. Uh, another problem, and we'll go back to the game from Monday night. Darren Waller stinks. Darren Waller has scored fewer than seven points in three or four games. He scored five points against Seattle. That's bad. And every we should use this toss as like the example of like when preseason hype doesn't equate to regular season success because Darren Waller, people were pushing him so much. It was like Kelsey Hawkinson, Andrews, Waller, Waller. Waller's been awful statistically. Yeah. And to be quite honest with you, and we can get into this too. Tight end's been awful. Kelsey's fine. I'm tired of hearing about Taylor Swift, but Kelsey's, He's always going to be good. Mark Andrews has been good. He had two touchdowns last week. Hawkinson did, didn't have a good game this past week, but we know Hawkinson's going to get his. Give me another good tight end. Yeah, I mean, Kittle's Dallas had Goddard's one, been awful. Kittle's had one good game. Kittle's had right? one good game. Waller's had one decent game. I mean, Hunter Henry's been okay, but like... Laporta and Jake Ferguson are kind of yeah. those other two guys that have been at least consistent involved. Yeah, I mean, right? Laporta's right now... If I had to, if I had to rank my tight ends 
for like, if I get to draft again, he's four. He's four. He's behind the big three. That's it. He's four. And then Ferguson had a good game last week. You know, he hasn't had a huge games, but last week was his best game. Yeah. And the Cowboys are targeting him. That's great. But listen to who we're talking about. Sam Laporta, a rookie where typically tight ends don't make an impact. And Jake Ferguson, who nobody drafted outside of the last three rounds. Tight ends a dumpster fire. And Kyle Pitts, if Kyle Pitts played a position that was deeper, he would already be on the waiver wire everywhere. Jonu Smith has been the better tight end in Atlanta the last two weeks. Forget about the league in Atlanta. I feel bad for him because I think he could thrive elsewhere, but in Atlanta, he's being, he's being completely sapped of any kind of fantasy appeal um, that he might have. Uh, so just let's just go to very quickly before yeah. we move on. I, I think you brought up the best point with the New York giants. Their offensive line is really, really bad. And that's really not bad. something that, that you can fix overnight. Yep. So if you, even if you have Saquon coming back, we already talked about Daniel Jones, Darren Waller. Like if there's a way where you can move off of these guys, Darren Waller is not going to have a good season because Daniel Jones doesn't have enough time to get him the ball. Saquon Barkley is not going to see the same holes that he saw last year because the offensive line isn't good enough. So I would limit my expectations of what he's going to be, even if he comes back healthy. We know how phenomenal of an athlete and player he is, but it doesn't matter if you can't get past you know the, the right. line of scrimmage because there's two guys in the backfield. So yep. I would I would sell on those guys. I know you're not necessarily selling high, but I, I would probably sell on them the rest of the season because I just don't project that that offense is is going to have any sort of success whatsoever. I, I there's a lot of players I wish I could sell and get anything for right now. I, I I'd give up I'd give up Joe Burrow for about a ham sandwich right now. I I, <laughs> I mean, geez Louise, if you got a Cincinnati Bengals fan in your league, maybe ship him over there because I don't know if it's going to get better. He's and here's the problem too with Burrow. Going back to that real quick before we go into the injuries and some of the players who could be returning this week. If Cincinnati is out of it down the stretch, why would they play Joe Burrow? And if Jake Browning is the Bengals quarterback down the stretch and into the fantasy postseason, Jamar Chase is going to kill you in the statutes. Something to think about. It's something to think about. Honestly, I mean, like if you could trade Jamar Chase and get value for him right now, you may want to think about it. Because the Bengals have one win. They're a bad team. They just got killed by the Titans. And the Titans... James Roday, I love you dearly, but they're not that great. So you may want to think on that. Um, injuries from last week. Matthew Stafford's got a hit. He's going to play this week, and I like the matchup against Philadelphia. Speaking of the Rams, we're going to talk about Cooper Cup. Uh, T. Higgins has a rib fracture. Could miss some time. Pick up Tyler Boyd. Mike Evans has got a hamstring injury. The Bucks are off this week, but keep that in mind. Javante Williams injured his hip, and that stunk. Because Javante was going to have a big game. And I love Javante Williams. He was my start of the week at running back. I started him wherever I had him. He did nothing. And then he got hurt. And then Jaleel McLaughlin went off. Of course, he'll be a hot waiver wire ad. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Pat Fryermuth both got hurt. Looked like they're both going to miss time. The Steelers are a dumpster fire. Um, that, that's another team. You can't trust anybody on that team in fantasy. None. Not Najee's been awful. Statistically awful. Um, we'll get to that. Cooper Cup. Uh, he's back to practice this week. He's supposed to practice this week per Sean McVay. Whether or not he plays against the Eagles, we don't know. If I could sell Puka Nakua wicked high right now, I would. Uh, Tutu Atwell, I don't know how much you're going to get for him, but maybe in a package deal. Because you can't convince me that Puka Nakua is going to continue this pace with Cooper Cup back. He's not. Stafford's got tunnel vision. 
And right now his tunnel vision is towards Puka. And when his guy cup comes back, it's going to, it's going to switch right over back to Cooper. So just keep that in mind. Puka Nakua has been a really good story. He's on pace to break records. He's been that good. He's on pace to break records. The guy's got 39 catches and 501 yards in four games. Demolish records. Not even, not even just break records. Like, yeah, he's on pace for 166 catches. Do you not think he'll have he'll have a successful season even if Cup comes back? Not to say he's no, no, going to no, be on I, the same trajectory. It's, it's just a look different. Blow. It's not yeah. a death blow. But when Cup comes back, you're telling me Puka Nakua is going to see this many targets and catch this many? Guy's averaging like 10 catches a game. That's probably going to drop down to like five. It, it's Cooper Cup, man. If he stays healthy, which is a big if, he's going to put the numbers up. He will, but it's good for Stafford. Hell, Stafford, I mean, he hadn't really done anything in fantasy so far, but think about it. All of a sudden, the Rams, you got Cup, you got Nakua, and you got Tutu Atwell. Holy cow, there's something good there. And you got Higby, and you got Kyron Williams in the backfield. Hello, McFly, McVay. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, Anyways, so Cup, keep tabs on his status. And then Jonathan Taylor. I don't know what's going on right now with Jonathan Taylor. In terms of like the off-field stuff. But Shane Steichen came out and said that he's excited to get back with his teammates. Okay, I'm excited too. I Hey, Jonathan, we need you. In fantasy, we need you, bro. Running back's a dumpster fire right now. Thank God Kamara came back 13 catches for 33 yards. Really? Don't care. Love it. PPR. Giddy up. I'm in. And if Derek Carr is going to check down to Alvin Kamara the rest of the season, thank God. Because that's where Kamara is going to win you some fantasy leagues. And he was a declining player coming into the season. And maybe that will continue ultimately. But the first game back, pretty good. Anyways, back to Jonathan Taylor. I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know if the Colts are looking to trade him. I have no idea. I'm not Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport or Jay Glazer. I don't know. But if he comes back this week, I'm starting him. I hate the matchup against Tennessee, but I'm starting him. And Zach Moss goes back into the, into the background. Not playable. If Jonathan Taylor comes back now, maybe they ease Taylor back in and it's a committee. I don't know. I don't know what the health of the ankle is. I'm guessing it's fine. We could use Jonathan Taylor's help in fantasy for sure. Um, so if he comes back, you're playing him. Even if they say, well, he could see a snap count. There's four teams off this week and there are no good running backs on the waiver wire outside of maybe Jaleel McLaughlin. And he's got the jets this week. So I don't know. You, there's not much out there, folks. So Jonathan Taylor comes back. If he's going to play this week, you're probably going to play him. Um, let's get to the, the the stock watch. And this week I did the first month of the season rather than just week four. So you know the names. And there's a couple of Rams on here. Puka Nakua, who's been awesome. Uh, again, 39 catches, 501 yards. The guy every week is putting up bonkers numbers. His teammate, Kyron Williams, has come out of literally nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> we all thought it was Cam Akers. We all thought it was Cam Akers. We were wrong. Should have known better. Um, Williams is a top three running back right now. It's crazy. And he's getting massive volume. And he's playing all the snaps. He's got the, he got the Eagles this week. I don't care. I'm playing him. He's a must start now. Kyron Williams toss is a must start after four weeks. Kyron freaking Williams. What do I say about the NFL? It's predictable only in its unpredictability. It yeah. is what it is. Anthony Richardson has been great. 
You know, he got hurt in that game against Houston. He had like 18 points in like a quarter. He's been better than advertised. And he's a must start now every week. And the good thing now is that like, say that you drafted like a high-end quarterback and Richardson, you could trade that other quarterback and keep Richardson or vice versa. And I've get already some... done it. You've done it? I've already done it. I, I drafted Josh Allen. And I was what did in you, a t- what did you get in the trade? I got Josh Jacobs and Brandon Ayuk for Allen or Richardson for, for Allen and McKinnon and Jordan Addison. Yeah, so, man. and look, yeah. this last week I was the highest points in the league. I yeah, Richards, Jacobs and Ayuk had good games. It was know? a seven point gap between Richardson and Allen. Of course, for a little bit because some of those points came late in the game. I was kicking myself because Allen was going nuclear. Um, but yeah. Jacobs and, and Ayuk were fantastic. I, I knew that, you know, the Jacobs, the volume was there and I needed running back help. Um, mm-hmm. And then Ayuk, I have just have bought in. I think he's by the end of the season, he'll, he'll be a, a top 16 wide receiver. So I, I trusted that and I had good depth else. I mean, I have Diggs and I have CD lamb. So now my receiving core is, is pretty. Yeah. Uh, and Jacobs finally had a good game and now he's got the yep. Packers this week. They just gave up three touchdowns to Montgomery. So good, good matchup there. Good on you. Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Good on you. Another player whose stock is on the rise is Devon Achan. Achan. Achan, whatever. I can't say his name right. I liked Achan better. I liked Achan better, whatever. See, it's like the A thing. It's like I say Fabiano. Some people say Fabiano. So it's Achan or a chain. I don't care. Whatever the guy, scored. I just like watching him play football. That's that's what Dude, it comes that down to, right? Boatload of, this guy, this guy played two games basically this season. He's basically played two games. He's in the top five at running back. It's like two games, six touchdowns, seventy-eight point three points in the last two weeks. That's crazy town. And then he's got the Giants coming up, and they stink. So like, uh, holy cow, Devon, uh, Devon a chain is an A chain or a chain? A chain. A Chan. Hate it. I hate it. I like Chain better. A Chan, whatever. A Chan, a Chan. It's all the same. It's all fantasy points. My rankings will come out in Sports Illustrated this week. He's going to be in the top 10. Uh, he's got to be. He's, so, he's freaking awesome, the guy. He's yeah. amazing. I also think and what's he funny, gets- too, is like he came out of college. This was not a featured back type of guy. You know, this was not a, he's a smaller guy. They're running him in between the tackles. Yeah. I mean, the speed was what was on the, the scouting report for him coming out of college. Yeah, he had a successful year at, at Texas A&M. He was a very talented running back. But yeah. I think the really good thing about him is if they get big leads on teams, especially in the, you know they're playing the Giants this weekend, I think they want to run him. They don't want to run Mostert because of Mostert's age and and just and Mostert's his, not his durability. Right, he's it's not it's, super durable. Yeah, he's not no. super durable. So so it looks good yeah. for for a chance. Yeah, <laughs> owners. If yeah, yeah, he's been awesome. And then uh, hey, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's been really good. Like Keenan Allen's right up there with Jefferson in points and Tyreek. And he, who was a third or fourth round pick, right? I mean, he's been fantastic. Fantastic. So good. So good for Keenan Allen. Um, let's hope he keeps it up. Chargers have a bye this week. I don't like that Justin Herbert got hurt, but at least it wasn't his throwing hand. Justin, don't try and make tackles. You're making too much money. You're too valuable. Let the big uglies do that. All right. Now to the stock down players. Joe Burrow's at the top of the list. Joe Burrow's averaging 13 fewer points a game than he did last year. 13. That's huge. Huge. 
He's averaging 182 yards per game through the air last year, 280. He's not even startable right now. He's not. I, I don't like. I, he is my sit of the week at at Stardom and Sitem over at Sports Illustrated, and I am doing it purposely because I'm trying to reverse jinx him because I am a little bit superstitious when it comes to that kind of thing. I think if I put him in the most prominent Sitem spot in my article, that maybe that will mean he'll wake up. You think he knows he's my sit of the week? No, he doesn't know who the hell I am, nor should he care. But I'm just a weirdo like that. Listen, I mean, he went to Tennessee and he was awful. Tennessee's bad against quarterbacks, so there's concern there. I have Josh Jacobs on this list. Now, he had a really good game last week. But I, he was bad the first three weeks. He was really bad. Thank God yeah. he had he had 30 points in the first three weeks. That's terrible. And he's still not really doing anything on the ground. Even though he had a good game last week, most of it was through the air as a pass catcher. I mean, he had a he had a game earlier this season against Buffalo where he scored where he had minus two yards on the ground. So even though he had a good game last week, we have not gotten what we have wanted from Josh Jacobs so far. Maybe week four is a sign of things to come. Najee Harris. Listen, he's had great matchups the last two weeks. He's done Bupkis. Bupkis. And now he's got to play the Ravens. I don't know what the Steelers are going to do in terms of the changes. I think Trubisky's going to be the starter this week. They're, they're not going to have Fryermuth. I don't know what's going to happen there. But guess what? I can't play Najee Harris with any confidence. Here's the problem, Toss. Last two weeks, good matchups. You drafted him maybe as your RB1 or at least your RB2, and you probably had to play him based on the matchups unless you were strong on the waiver wire and maybe you got Zach Moss, right? Now you got four teams off. You got four teams off. So, like, I don't know. Can you play him? No. Do you have to play him? Maybe. Yeah. But he's been dreadful. Jamar Chase is on this list. And listen, he had, what, 14 points last week? I need more than that. I need 18 minimum every week from Jamar. I drafted him second overall. Jeez Louise. I mean, you want to talk about buyer's remorse? In, in leagues where I had the number of two overall picked, I passed on McCaffrey and I took Chase. And I and there's no way to know this was going to happen to the Bengals, but boy, am I regretting that right now, man. Am I regretting that? Whole, McCaffrey's just awesome. And now he's right. playing our beloveds this week. We'll talk about that game on Thursday. So Jamar is, I mean, listen, man. I mean, he's he had 17.2 combined points in his first two games. The last two games have been better. He had the huge game in week three, but it just it, there's no explosive plays anymore. It's all these short dinks and dunks because Burrow can't throw the ball downfield. Yeah. And if you drafted Chase in a league where you get bonuses for long catches, he's killing you. And now that, that's his forte. Like the guy makes plays. It, it's frustrating. Um, New Hopkins also is on this list. You know, his first game was okay, but he's averaging 9.9 .9 points per game. He is falling into the curse of the veteran Tennessee wide receiver, Andre Johnson, Randy Moss, last year, Julio Jones. Brutal. It's not, it's not his fault because of no. Tannehill, but it is his fault because he chose Tennessee. And it's Could our it, yeah. fault for drafting him because we knew Tannehill was his quarterback. And I, went to the Chiefs, I got suckered into it. <laughs> maybe they couldn't have uh, afforded it on him. All right, let's get into the waiver wire ads for the week. Uh, I'm going based off of Yahoo's ownership percentage. We'll go from high to low. Uh, Tyler Boyd's only owned in 37% of leagues. T. Higgins is hurt. Go pick him up. But you know what? I don't even know if I'd play him. The Bengals offense is, is horrible. But he's still got to be rostered. Yep. Jameson Williams, 32% ownership over at Yahoo. Go get him. Is he going to be anything? I don't know. Is he going to be the next Mike Williams, Charles Rogers? I, I don't, I don't know. 
the Lions historically have not done great at drafting wide receivers prominently uh, outside of Calvin and Amonra. But he's too talented not to go out and put in a claim for. Uh, Jaden Reed is only owned in 24% of leagues. I know Christian Watson's back. I mean, he's still, he's still averaging around 10 points per game, and it's it's bye week time. It's the season of the bye week. We're going to need to start guys like this. If you want to throw a dart in a deeper league, Keaton Mitchell in Baltimore is worth a look. I get a lot of uh, people telling me that, you know, he kind of reminds him of, uh, of a Chan. I can't, I'm never going to get it right. Um, and at this point at running back, Baltimore's got a bunch of kind of mad guys. You could, you could throw a, a, a dart at him. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin is going to be the hottest wa- waiver wire ad this week for, for the Denver Broncos. Uh, I don't know how long Javante is going to miss, but it seems like he's going to miss some time potentially. And McLaughlin was clearly the guy last week. Now, is that going to change? Is it going to be P Ryan this week? I don't know. I don't think I'm not John Payton, but I know McLaughlin looked damn good. And I know people were talking about McLaughlin under the radar earlier in the season as a guy that might make an impact. And uh, he did last week. Are they going to play? Are are they going to play? Denver plays the Jets this week. In the arms of the angel when he scores a touchdown this coming week. Sarah McLaughlin song. Oh, oh, see, uh, right over my head, dude. I know who Sarah McLaughlin is. You know the song, though, right? You've seen. I know the song. Yes, seen like the ASPCA commercials. That yes, I know. Yes, and and, and you know what? Every time that goes on, I turn the channel. I can't watch animal suffering. I'll cry. I can't do it. It's the saddest thing. I can't do it. It is. I can't. I can't do it. Um. Anyways, that's uh, neither here nor there. Michael Wilson, two touchdowns against the Niners last week, got the Bengals this week. I'm not saying you play him, but you can pick him up. Wilson was also a guy that we were monitoring during the preseason. And, I mean, he's, he's, earned, a, he's earned a prominent role in Arizona and slowly starting to get more opportunities. He's a good player. Um, if you're desperate in a super flex league, Mitch yeah, Trubisky. Is, that's desperate. That's really desperate. Yeah, I know. But, Toss, I mean, like, what happens if Pickett was your QB too? And, listen, I'll eat, I'll eat S for that. I liked Pickett. I thought Pickett would break out this year. And he, they, the Steelers' offense is broken. Matt Canada's getting promoted. I don't know how the hell that's happening. The Steelers' offense has been terrible since Roethlisberger left. And I, I liked Pickett. I don't, maybe it's the system. I don't know. Now he's hurt. But I mean, like, do I love Trubisky? No. How can you? But if Pickett was your QB2 in a super flex league, like, you gotta oh, go get him. Yeah, hopefully you picked Listen, up. Listen, man, people CJ Stroud or whoever. People were playing Dorian Thompson Robinson last week. Yeah, that's in super flex leagues, and he was I, awful. I played against him, and I was yeah, very happy. Was very, very happy about that. Desperate, desperate. I desperate just think you, no Deontay Johnson, no Friar Muth, an yep. ineffective running game. It, I, it's Listen, bleak. you're preaching to the choir. It's desperate. Desperate people, desperate times call for desperate measures. Uh. Terrace Marshall had a good game last week. Nine catches. The yardage wasn't great, but maybe he can start to etch out a bigger role in that offense. Um, in Carolina, they've got Detroit this week. I've got Johnny Smith on the list. Johnny Smith in the last, listen to these numbers. 14 targets, 24.2 fantasy points for Johnny Smith in the last two weeks. Kyle Pitts, 13 targets, 17.6 points. Johnny Smith has been the better fantasy tight end in Atlanta the last two weeks. Now, can I, can I play you- him? I don't know. But I mean, geez, Louise. 
They're utilizing him now, man. They're utilizing him. It's crazy town, but they're using him. And remember, Arthur Smith knows Janu from their time together in Tennessee when Arthur was the OC. And, and more importantly, from what I watch, Desmond Ritter locks onto him quicker. Because a lot of times what, what they're using Pitts for is just it's to deceive the defense, right? And then Johnny Smith is the guy that actually is the route that, that Ritter kind of locks on yeah. to. I mean, it's not hard to read Ritter's tendency even from the couch because he he does the same he's not thing. Good. He's, he's, he's not, not good. He's not good. I I was I was hoping that the Falcons would get Ritter of Desmond and hit him with the Heineke, but it didn't happen. You like that? You like that? Yeah, one? I love that. And you I like wish that? they had done and I wish they had done it. I can't believe they I, didn't I wish do they that. Taylor Heineke is a better quarterback than Desmond Ritter. And if Arthur Smith wants to keep his job, now now they've got Houston this week. And CJ Stroud is playing awesome. And that defense no, is on a tear. He's he doesn't have an interception. And he's throwing the ball a ton. If I'm Carolina, I'm looking at I'm looking at Stroud and Anthony Richardson and thinking, shoot, did we make a mistake? Hmm. I don't know. If I if gave truth serum to Carolina's front office and said, hey, who would you draft today? I don't think it would be Bryce Young. And I'm just saying. Uh, anyways, uh, CJ Stroud's been awesome. Yeah, so and I, honestly, like, I didn't think he would do anything. Rookie quarterbacks who can't run typically don't make an immediate impact. They don't. They don't. He doesn't run. He's making an immediate impact. Good for him. Good for him. And Houston's offense, like think about how we were projecting the Texans going into the season. Eh, Damian Pierce will be okay. He's an RB2. Maybe Dalton Schultz will be the security blanket for Stroud because he's a rookie. You know, we like Nico Collins as a late round flyer, but who knows? It's a rookie quarterback. Nico's been awesome. Tank Dell's had a couple of good games. Stroud's been great outside of week one. I mean, Pierce hasn't been great. The last two games have been better. I don't love the matchup against Atlanta. Atlanta's sneaky, good against the run. They've given up the second fewest points to running back so far this season. But Houston, think about the teams right now, Toss, that like we're looking at every week and we're like, I don't know who to play. Okay, I'll give you some examples. Giants. I don't know who to play off that team. Saquon Sa Barkley. Saquon, okay. that's it. Once he gets Aaron Waller, because I have to. Because I have to. No, you don't. Right? No, you don't. Well, I, if he's my guy, I kind of have to. I mean, what am I going to do? If he's my guy, what do I do? Kincaid right? off the wire. I don't know. Anything else. I, I, I don't know. I mean, if you, unless you could find somebody off the waiver wire. I, I I really don't know, you know, what, what else to do. And plus, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to miss the big game from Waller. Sure. I don't know. But um, anyways, think about the teams that like, we, we don't know who we can play off of that roster. Giants come to mind. Patriots. I mean, I know you're playing Stevenson, but I mean, like, you know, Hunter Henry's been okay. Their wide receivers are not great. Matt Jones isn't great. I, Right. I, I mean, Jets, like, I mean, Brees Hall has been awful. Garrett Wilson's been okay. And I think Garrett Wilson's going to be fine. It just the ceiling's not going to be there. Like yeah. we thought it was going to be, but like the Jets, I don't know to play from the Jets. Then they don't have much. I think it's just Wilson. And well, right. Brees Hall's got Denver this week though. That's a great matchup. But right now, yes, it's only Wilson. The Houston Texans. I can play CJ Stroud. I can play Pierce. I can play new Nico and I can play Dell when the matchup's right. And at times I can play Schultz and guess what? I can play their defense too. 
Yeah. You don't think the Texas defense is going to be in play this week against Desmond Ritter? Should be. Like I said, folks, the only thing predictable about the NFL is its unpredictability. Uh, and on that, I've got one question we'll, we'll answer here, and then we'll head out because I know we're running a little long. Uh, Justin Phillips, Phillips 4WZ. Week 5 is here. My RB1 is Ken Walker. He has a bye. My RB options are Najee Harris, Chuba Hubbard, and Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, I just made a waiver claim for McLaughlin. Go ahead. You want to do your joke? In the arms of the angel. Yeah. Who should I go. start? Um, well, I wanted you to sing it. That's what I thought you were going to do. I'm not singing that. that. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm not singing that. Um, unless I lose a bet, I'm not singing. Okay. Uh, so if you did get Jaleel and Javante's out, which we think we, he's going to be, I, I'm probably starting McLaughlin and Najee. I mean, like, I I can't play. Now, if Miles Sanders has got injury issues, he's dealing with the groin, maybe you could play Hubbard. But the matchup's not even good. The Lions are tough on running backs this year. And Ken Gainwell's losing burn to, to Swift. I don't know that I can I, – I got. I, I'm sorry, I got to go Harrison. If you got McLaughlin, I play McLaughlin. Uh, so that's uh, – hopefully that gives you a little help, Justin. Anyways – we will be back on Thursday. Remember, we'll do the Thursday night preview. We've got a huge matchup. Bears and Commanders. Uh, although, like, you know, the Broncos-Bears game was an S-show. Two yucky teams, and we had a lot of fantasy points. Good. I think and I think, good, I think, I think Commanders-Bears is going to be some fantasy points in that game. Yeah. So it might not be horrible. Maybe. McLaurin had a good game this past week. I, what did I say last week? McLaurin owns the Eagles. I don't know why he owns the Eagles. He's had in, one bad game against him in his career. That's it. And the first score that he had, did you see how he did that one? Well, recovery. Yeah, hell, take it. Yeah, yeah. We'll take I it. I mean, you get but the points. Yeah. Bears and Commanders, I mean, listen, man, uh, there could be some fantasy love going on in that game. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about your starts and sits, and we'll talk Cowboys Niners. And uh, – I am going to be extremely pessimistic because I don't want to be disappointed. I'm excited for the game. I think it's going to be a great game. We'll talk about it on Thursday, Cowboys fans. I, I'm always pessimistic with the Cowboys nowadays because I don't want to have my heart broken. Uh, it's a defense mechanism on my part as it pertains to football. Anyways, uh, have a great afternoon, a great evening, and we will talk to you guys on Thursday on the Believe Fantasy Football Show for Fabs and Toss. We'll see you later in the week. Take care.